Blog Talk Radio. Once they hear you 
um, just speak your passion, that causes people mm-hmm. to raise their radar and say, oh, okay, I like this person. Let me go and support. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that starts word of mouth, just support. Right. You know, you can drop as many links as you know. I say this all mm-hmm. the time. You can drop as many links as you want uh, on social media or anywhere else, but if nobody knows who you are, they're not going to one-click. That's why you have to get out there. You have to make yourself known. You have to be a presence, not only just on social media, but outside of social media. And that's why I'm super excited to be part of the Atlanta Kickback with Miss Tony. This is our second event um, mm-hmm. that we are actually having a table at. This is the, this, our first start of kind of getting out there because when you're branding – you have to get out there and you have to move your feet. Things not going to come to you. It's not going to fall in your lap. So this mm-hmm. is our, our version of going out and shaking hands and just meeting new authors, meeting new readers. Uh, we went in May. That was May. Uh, we went to mm-hmm. an event and we met a fabulous book club. You know, and this is how word of mouth works. We went to the the event. I met a book club. I told them about the Atlanta Kickback. They're going to the Atlanta Kickback. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. the best best part of word of mouth. That's so true. And we actually had them on here last week. So make sure while you're in those archives, check them out. And I believe it was Chocolate Beauties. I just love the name of their their book club. And and if you're in Atlanta. And at the kickback, we're going to be at table 82. You know, a lot of people say that Alicia and I sound the same on radio, but y'all going to just see up close. See, I'm the quiet one, the, the really proper one. I wear my Don't curls. But y'all going to see Alicia in action. She's the one that always gets me in trouble. <laughs> uh-uh. So y'all going to get to see it live. She's just be taking me along for the ride. Mm-mm. She she just be taking me along for the ride. She do it all by herself. I'll be like, T, what happened? I don't know what happened. I just, you know, it was over here on the left, and then we was on the right, and then I don't know. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> we have so much fun. Make sure you guys. I don't know. <laughs> it's the weekend. <laughs> it's Saturday. So make sure you guys check us out, and we always have a good time when we get together. Atlanta Kickback at the Convention Center, I believe, right, Leash? Absolutely. It'll be at the Georgia International Convention Center, and that's 2000 Convention Center Concourse in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you are there. I believe it's from 11 to 4. Mm-hmm. And just come out. It's going to be some fabulous, fabulous, fabulous Fabulous authors there So if you're a reader and you love to read Let me tell y'all, last year was my first year Going to the kickback I bought so many books Now this is my thing, I buy books I have books and books and books That I, I think I have a book addiction I really do I think so, I think I need to go to a book Book addiction company and get some Assistance because I bought So many books, I had to go out And buy an extra suitcase just to ship the books Home that's not the first mm-hmm. time, but I just, no, it's I not. just like books. <laughs> right, it's not the first time that's happened, but I had to go out and had to buy something additional to um, ship the books home that I bought. And then it was like, that's when I decided, well, I'm going to stop telling authors to sign the book um, to me. Mm-hmm. So I have all these books that are signed to me, but I can't do anything with them. And I'm like, well, we can give the books away on the show. So I just tell mm-hmm. them now, um, sign your name, say thank you for your support, and we give the books away here on Let's Chat. 
And I think that was an awesome idea you had because uh, we always have listeners that call in, and, and th- you never know when you're going to get blessed with the book. So make sure you guys, uh, if you're listening and you want to try to get a good book, we have all different types of genres that, that Leisha has in her repertoire. Pressure one, you may be a lucky one to receive a brand-new signed book. Absolutely. And we'll also have a few... Um a few little goodies, but well, I don't know. I'll keep it a secret. We'll see what we we'll see what we <laughs> can do. Gotta come see us first. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, we we we'll see. We'll see what we can do. Come and see us at the at the kickback on Saturday, uh, July twenty second, and have a good time. That's right. Have a good time in literature. That's what we love. Absolutely. And for our new listeners that may not be familiar with us and what we do here on Left Chat, we love celebrating literature and everything. You know, we even do music. We do Mind, Body, and Soul. That's, we try to do that once a month, and those are really, really riveting shows. But we always try to do it in a royal way, no matter what it may be. And it allows all people that are passionate about those individual things to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. And we get to hear the passion behind what our guests do because you never know who may be listening. They may be just as passionate and just don't know where to start or what it entails. So that's what we like to do here on this chat, just expose different um, things to different people, and it all makes sense uh-huh. in the end. And we have a great time doing it. So we're here every Thursday and Friday from 7 p.m. Eastern. So always look for our links and look for our, our posts and join us. We'd Absolutely. I definitely agree. And, you know, the one thing that I notice is that when it comes to passion, people rarely, rarely do they follow their passion. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's easy for someone else to sell you their vision and the things that they want. That's the easiest thing in the world. But when you want mm-hmm. and to have your own, that's where the difficulty comes in because a lot of times, you know, you have people that support you, people that don't support you, people that are, you know, okay with what you're doing, people that are not okay. And a lot of times it's hard to kind of follow your passion and do those things. But I always say you just push forward and you keep going. You know, mm-hmm. if my mm-hmm. thing is if you are down and they not and the people that that are there with you when you are down, those are the people that are roots. You know, um, Tyler Perry always talks about roots and twigs, and and he says it's like the people in your life. You know, those roots, those are the ones that are there for you. They're rooted in your life. When you're down, when you're up, they're there. But then you have those Mm -hmm. people that are just there when you're up. You know what I'm saying? When you're down, they are nowhere to be found. You don't get a phone call. You don't even get a Christmas Mm -hmm. card. But when you are Mm -hmm. up, you getting phone calls, girl, let's go get us something to eat, and you want to go, and you know, no, Mm -mm. so you got to (laughs) be mindful about the people around you, and you got to discern, you know, you got to have that discernment uh, to know when to keep people around and when not to, because sometimes people just stay around, they don't really believe in what you're doing, they just want to see if you make it or not, so that they can hang on tight, you don't need that. Right. And those are also the type of people that kind of block your advancement and what it is that you're passionate about, you know. And you like, like I think it was you that posted. Uh, I can't remember. It was been a minute about rowing, and somebody's always digging a hole, and you're trying to continue to row, but your boat is filling up with water. Something along those lines. I love for that, but 
be mindful of those types of people because you are trying to fill out in the in the in the garden. <laughs> oh goodness. Why are you trying to fill up? They letting it out. <laughs> it's uh how does it go? Always make sure you know the people around you. Make sure that they're not um putting a hole in your boat. Mhm. That's it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or I like when Steve Harvey he says that when you're pulling a wagon, you know you got you pulling the wagon up the hill. Everybody on your wagon should be using their feet to help the wagon along. But you always got those few people that's just sitting there with their feet propped up, just riding mm-hmm. along for the ride. Right there. <laughs> yep, them people right there. They're not trying to put in no work. They just want to see how far you can go. <laughs> so so true. That is so true. But for those people that are looking for something new, Leash, we got some great books coming out of Reese World. First and foremost, we have Bloodstone that's going to be available, but you can actually pre-order it. So check out the my page as well as Leash's page, and you get that link. That's by Arthur Malachi. Yes, any that. day now. You know, we're waiting on Create Space, but any day now it will be available on paperback. And he is mm-hmm. so excited to hit the street with his with his product, with his new type of product. So he's excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It is available on ebook as um, a pre-order. It, the ebook comes out in August, um, but the paperback mm-hmm. will be available. I should have some at the kickback. So if you're at the kickback and you're in Atlanta and you want to get a copy of uh, Bloodstone, just let me know and I'll, I'll hook you up. Not hook you up but I'll hook you up. <laughs> You have to make sure you verify that and clarify at least. I'm like, yeah, because you say hook them up. They be like, oh, it's going to be free. No, you need coin. And they come to the table, um, I'm here for the hookup. <laughs> That'll be $10. <laughs> and, that's, and also look for that Push to the Limit by Arthur Battle. Just to look at that title, that type, that cover, Leash. You know, we book you here. That cover is just so sensual, and we—that was the word that was thrown around the chat room last night. So, you know, those type of things draw readers to your material. That cover and the title. So I really like that title that Off the Battle put on that book. But don't forget that Bloodstone. Make sure you check us out, and it's available for pre-order to be out shortly. And that's just two of the great reads coming out of Reese World. Absolutely, and make sure you check out the fabulous Peter Mac. Peter Mac is going to have another book coming out uh, closer to the end of the year, so I'm excited mm-hmm. uh, for his new book mm-hmm. that he comes out with. But he has Ayana, which we read, um, which is a fabulous, fabulous read. If you want to pick up something mm-hmm. new, a different type of pen, something different, his pen is unique. It's not the same as every other pen you may read. Um, Mm -hmm. when you're reading Street Lit, where everything seems like it's just regurgitated. So he has a new book out. He has Ayana, but he also has Brenda, Barely Legal. And let Mm -hmm. me tell y'all, the cover alone makes you want to one-click. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Brenda Lee, you know I usually edit when I'm commuting because that's like my time to to really just sit down and, and, and get into what I'm doing. But sometimes when I can't, edit because my train is so packed, I, I'll pick up a book. Uh, I'll, you know, I have it electronically. And I made the mistake of starting Brenda, Barely Legal by Peter Mac, and girl, let me tell you, 
don't start a Peter Mac book if you're in the middle of something that you need to be focused on. I'm just putting it just like that. <laughs> I'm like, why do I do this to myself? I should be editing, and I'm up here reading Peter Mac. <laughs> you see? That's how it gets you exactly. every time. Every time. <laughs> So we appreciate you guys tuning in to Let's Chat. We're going to take a brief break, and then we'll be back with our first guest. We got these fabulous ladies up in here, and we've had this team in here before. They are so great. So we have uh, four fabulous guests on tonight. We normally have three. Tonight we will have four. So we have Miranda J., Miss Lady P., who is uh, – Part of Sham Presents. Now, if you remember Miss Lady P.T., remember uh, two years ago when we went to the AANBC Awards and we met that young lady at the um, the meet and greet with Victoria and Rashonda? Mm-hmm. That's that Lady, is lady P. P. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So it's going to be a nice catch-up time with her. Absolutely, and we also have Ledette Moore and E. Love. They're going to come and kick it with us today in the chat room. We're going to take a brief break, and then we'll be back with MJ, Miranda Jane. Okay. Uh, we're going to play a little uh, Kimber Nicole. Shout out to Team Furnace, Kimber Nicole, Necessary. We got to get Necessary back up in here, but we're going to play In My Feelings. And that's Kimber Nicole featuring Necessary.
Being excited, thirsty, see, but my baby be perfect, yeah, got it, yeah, worth it, that's a start. Like every time we be chillin' on me, I swear he can get it. He rolled it up and I lit it. How you got me all in my, got me all in my feelings. I don't even know what the deal is, but you better know that I'm trippin'. On these chicken heads will be tippin'. Tryin' to creep up all on my knees. Cause they recognize me the realest. They recognize me the illest. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my My dad 
and two was someone in my corner championing me to you know you need to you got all these you got the stuff here it's good you need to let the world see it and so that's how I started to write um mm-hmm. I think probably one of the biggest influences on me um was my oldest sister Yolanda I have two sisters and we're seven years apart and so when my oldest sister oldest sister was heading off to college, I was heading to the sixth grade. And so I can remember her coming home, and she went to um, North Carolina A&T, and she had all this black literature that she brought home. And um, she started letting me, like, you know, read her books. Now, I wouldn't, rec- <laughs> I wouldn't recommend anybody at the age of 12 read Their Eyes Are Watching God, but that's what turned me on to literature. Um I've always heard stories tell, you know, told by, you know, my family members and, you know, the the elders that were around me. But recognizing, you know, Zora Neale Hurston for the first time and reading that and it was a love story. And, you know, you just it just blew my mind and from there, you know, everything that she would bring home I would read. And then writing came later. Awesome. Awesome. And that's what I always say reading is like walking into 31 Flavors. Don't you think, you know, people go into 31 oh, yeah. Flavors or um, they go in and they'll say, ooh, because really it's the eye. See, reading, readers are visual, first of all, but we love eye candy. Everything has to, just like a woman, a woman loves a man, he got the eye candy first, though. So when you walk into, like, 31 Flavors, the ice cream in the bucket is the eye candy, and that's like books. Everything is eye candy. You don't know what you like until you say, hmm, let me taste that. And it's the same for everybody. You just, let me taste this. Oh, what's this one taste like? No, I don't like that. You know, you open it up. You know, a lot of times you get eye candy, and eye candy can be deceiving. Because the cover can be on point, <laughs> the synopsis can be on point, then you open up Right, the I like to call like, that the, the representative. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like to call that the, re- that's the representative, you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't get to meet the real person until you get into the book. And you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute, what happened? What? Exactly. Where, where'd they go and how fast they got there? You know, so I love the fact that you said that because even – as a young reader, you know, passion is something. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. Passion will grab you, and it will draw you in. And so the fact that you had it at a young age for their eyes are watching God, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, oh, no. I mean you, bit, know, you know, don't get me wrong. I read, like, um, I read Judy Bloom. you know what I mean? Those those books are, you know, around for my age type. But, you know, I'm in the South, and unless you get, unless you have like cousins that are ed- educated, like I was blessed to have, you don't get introduced to people of color in writing. It, that was like a phenomenon to me to know, to know that there are great black writers out there that they exist because <laughs> you don't you don't hear about them anywhere else. And that's what I love uh-huh. about um, the movement I like to call it that we have now with um, indie pub- publishing and if, even if you you know are you with a major publishing company or a smaller publishing company I'm sorry I got dogs um, our voices are being heard now we, we may not like all the voices that are out there but still we're getting a platform to put our 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 spin on literature out there like let's I'll just say it like that mm-hmm. 
and that's so important. I definitely agree. You know. Mm-hmm. And and also coming from hi, this is Tony. I'm sorry. You know, we try to identify ourselves. But but coming from a small town, um, and and you don't get to see the the metropolis of of great African American um, writers. You know, sometimes you have to fall back on libraries, and before the internet, oh, yeah. that's pretty much what you had to do. You know, before yeah. Facebook and all the social media. So, did you as a as a girl growing up, did you spend a lot of time in in libraries? Because I love sitting in a library and just reading. <laughs> You, you know what, uh, and, and, you know, Kannapolis is like a stone's throw away from Charlotte. So I had, you know, I, I like my country living. I can go into Charlotte and come back home. But, yeah, I had access to, you know, the library and all that good stuff. And then, you know, you know, you hear about, you know, the, the, the greats, the – some of the greater named authors out there, like Alice Walker, et cetera, et cetera. But mm-hmm. then – in my little community, you know, there was a when um, the large book chains took over, mm-hmm. and you had your Barnes and Nobles and wherever else, and then yeah. there became the secondary market for books. And so, in small towns, you see like a lot of bookstores. They're not these big, huge mom and pop chains. They're just small, intimate stores. And so, one opened up like not far from me, and that became my home away from home. Um, she could tap into whatever book I wanted to get, whatever genre I wanted to get, whether it's historical romance or whether it's sci-fi or whoever I wanted, she had it. And that was another avenue. And this is probably when I was in my early 20s by then. But it was another avenue to get to to books. And it was just a great way. I, I love. There's not to me. There's nothing better than going into a not 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 nothing against Barnes and Noble because I hope to get there one day. But there's nothing like going into a small bookstore and that intimate mm-hmm. setting and just find your you know a small quiet corner and just read. You know this this is Tony and 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 what you're saying is I I understand what you're saying but. It's a little bit foreign to me because I live in New York, so you know everything mm-hmm. is everything is big in New York. So that you can have like a bookstore, or Barnes and Noble, or Borden's or whatever, and mm-hmm. and those are like my little intimate bookstores because you go in there. First of all, they have these beautiful displays in the window. You could be oh, walking yeah. down mm-hmm. Fifth Avenue and you see a book like, oh my God, that's out. And you go in and they have these settings where you can sit and just read and right. peruse the book. So it's. I hear what you're saying, but it's also, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of picture, when they, you say that, I picture Barnes & Noble because that's what I'm used to. But it's <laughs> I mean, you know a, what? A, a, yeah, it, I mean, you, that's what you're accustomed you, you to. Yeah. your environment, you know, it's that mm-hmm. environment, and it's great to have those places, but um, I just love being around books. I love the smell of books, whether it be in oh, a, yeah. a, a bookstore or a library. And sometimes I even, you know, you'll be at Walmart or Target, and they have their oh. little uh, oh, sections. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of gravitate towards it. Oh, yeah. The first thing I go, when I, any, I don't care where I am, if I'm mm-hmm. at a Goodwill or <laughs> if I'm at a Target <laughs> or wherever I am, I don't care uh-huh. where I am, the first, pers- the first place I gravitate to is the book section because you never know right? what you're going to find. Mm-hmm. And also you meet kindred 
in the kitchen minds there, you you may strike up a conversation with somebody that's looking at a book next to you, or you may be oh, introduced yeah. to a new a new author because Leisha and I always say, and that word of mouth is powerful. And you may say, oh, well, did you uh-huh. try this author? This is great, oh, yeah. you know. Great. And those that, are bonds that yeah. I love. That's how I got. That's how I got into. Like I said, going into that little small bookstore in my little small town mm-hmm. is how mm-hmm. I got um, turned on to. Some fabulous sci-fi readers like Laura K. Hamilton or Sherilyn Kenyon mm-hmm. or Theodore Taylor, who um, is an African-American writer. I love her, love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also sp- spark ideas because when you when you read a lot and you read diversity and variety, right. it helps okay. you see what's missing, and that's what mm-hmm. gives me creativity. Mm-hmm. So true. I definitely agree with that. But the one thing I love about bookstores i don't know what it is it's the smell i love the smell (laughs) of a new book i love to walk into barnes and noble and i love the smell and not even barnes and noble um costco i'll go in costco Mm. and i'll pick up the books in costco first i smell them don't tell nobody okay y'all so first I smell them. <laughs> but I, I have this thing about uh, the font in books and the formatting of a book. And so uh-huh. I want to see the different ways that a book is formatted or um, mm-hmm. how they format it. I have this, this thing with white space bugs me. I don't know. Sometimes you can't you can't avoid white space in a book, but no. it just no. bugs me. I hate white space. So I opened this book, and it's just so funny. I went into um, – Costco and I bought a book and I was looking at this book and another book and it was like two different books and I didn't buy the mm-hmm. other book one because I didn't like the way they started their prologue and I didn't like uh-huh. the fact there was a lot of white space in the book and I'm like that says a New York Times bestseller don't it <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying no I mean you're a visual person box, I think right? Yeah, I mean, but you're a visual person, so I think for a lot of people, I mean, I'm not, I'm be honest with you. Um, to me, a cover is a turn on. The cover is what's going to draw me to. It's going to draw me to say, you know, ooh, okay, what's this about? Okay, is there a significance mm-hmm. in this? And then, um, synopsis, or as I like to call my arch enemy, because they're so hard to write. Um, can be good or bad, and a lot of times synopsis will fool you because you read the back of the book and you're thinking, you know, I'm not really going to be interested in this, and you know, just you happen to pick up the book and read it anyway, and it's actually a great book. But mm-hmm. I agree that one of the things that, to me, the eye candy is the cover. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we book it is. here on this chat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I, I don't know what it is. I can't help it. But if I look and it's like, mm, that's a busy cover. That gets me too. Why you got so much activity going on in the cover? You don't have to tell the whole story on the front. Yeah, I said yeah. it. Don't send me no te- emails. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think um, I know for my cover, um, shout out to um, – CPP, it was a collaborative effort. It was um, taking some elements of the story itself and then relaying that image to the editor. 
And from there, they created the cover. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a back-and-forth exchange. And I, I really do, um, I love my cover. I just actually ordered some books uh, for the kickback. And so this is because this is the first time I actually have the book in my hand, and I'm just, I'm in love right now. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. You sound like the lady on Mike and Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You know, speaking of of, of conveying uh, that cover, how do you process? How do you go about finding what you want on the cover? Is it from maybe your strongest scene in the book or your strongest character? How do you determine um, what it is your your graphics and your cover? Um, for me, because this is this is my first published work, so I, I would say specifically oh, for okay. Greenlight. Yeah, specifically for Greenlight, it was mm-hmm. I wanted to showcase a lot of as much as I could about um the three key characters, let's just say it that way. And mm-hmm. the the character in red would be uh, Ramona. Um the character in green with the emeralds is my character mm-hmm. Savannah. Savannah is a um She's a jury maker, and her um, business trade is in emeralds. Emeralds are um, um, popular, I would say, as far as um, finding them in North Carolina. And so I wanted to showcase that. And so it was just talking to the editor, um, going back and forth, trying to find the right thing to convey, because I'm not – Obviously, we wanted the cover to be green because the title is Green Light, um, mm-hmm. and just finding the right um, the right pictures to fit the scenes. And then um, the gentleman in the corner of the book would be really it could it could be dual because there I, I write about twins in the book, so it could be either mm-hmm. Christian or Christopher. It depends on who you like the most or who you mm-hmm. hate the worst. <laughs> and I love how you leave it the, the facial to the imagination of the reader by not displaying him and her in the front. I love that cover, Lise. You're right. It's on point. <laughs> yeah, and I, now, I, what I, made I you do call that. it Green Light, though? What, tell me <laughs> the, the thought behind the title. Uh. The the thought behind the title is a com the 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 thought behind the title is the conversation that took place between the twins, and mm-hmm. it's at a very pivotal moment in the book, and that word was used during the pivotal moment in the book, and mm-hmm. I needed something short, and I needed something the the word green and green just kept like hitting me across the forehead when I was writing this book, so I knew mm-hmm. like the cover on the cover it had to be green. Um, there had to be green in there, and I wanted jewels in the cover. I wanted emeralds in the cover. But specifically, green light came from that conversation between the brothers. Oh. I wonder what they were talking about. <laughs> I'm going to need you ladies to read that book. <laughs> I'm going to know what they were talking about. One quick <laughs> But that's oh, the best that's... part about being a reader. I love to hear an author. I I like to have that they have synopsises. That's fine though. But I like an author to be able to run down, run down like an elevator pitch in a way, but mm-hmm. be able to talk about their book without using the synopsis. 
because you get to see their creativity at work. You get to see their passion and motion because it mm-hmm. comes out. Their eyes get big. They're like, girl, let me tell you so. And now I'm like, well, what was they doing at the green light? What was they talking about? They was at the green light having a conversation. What was their conversation about? You know, so I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And here the so reason if we were here, a, Absolutely. So if we were here a year from now talking about your accomplishments mm-hmm. in 2017, what are some of the mm-hmm. things we'll be talking about? Um, I <laughs> The goal is to do a follow-up to Greenlight. Um, and then I wanted to dabble into uh, paranormal. Um, I just don't. We're out there. Let me just let me let me put this that disclaimer up there first. We are out there. Um we do have um people of color who are writing in paranormal and sci-fi. And um just like I mentioned Theodora Taylor is is one of those that writes in that um genre. And that's what I want to accomplish next. I want I want to put my mark or my own interpretation on my version, let's just say, or my vision of paranormal. Um, those are some accomplishments I'd like to have under my belt by, by December the 31st. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your draw to paranormal? Um, Randall, what is your draw to it? What what draws you to that? My draw to it is mm-hmm. when you write, okay, um, I'll be honest with you, I am an undercover geek. Um, (laughs) I read everything. And Uh um, from Tolkien to George R. R. Martin to um, Anne Rice, you know, who's um, heavy on vampires. Um, And again, a lot of it is just history. Um, When you read these books, a lot of the information they're putting in here if they're, let me just say this, if they're a good writer, they're going to write in a sense that makes you believe. You, they're going to put some concrete things in there that you know are fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're going to put some things in there that are going to make you say, wait a minute, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what I love about it. I love a book that makes me want to pick up, um, go to Google or go anywhere to prove these people wrong when they're writing, because I want to, you know, you know, I want to, I want a book that makes me want to put it down for mm-hmm. a second to go look up something because it was something right. new that I didn't know that I learned just by reading something that was supposed to be mm-hmm. fictional. So mm-hmm. that's what I, I mean. That's what I want to put into paranormal specifically. Our history. When you read paranormal. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you're reading about wolf, werewolves, or that's been written about, you know, three trillion times, or um, vampires, or whatever you're reading, they never really mm-hmm. talk about the African American experience. They never mm-hmm. talk about the continent, you know, of Africa. They never really talk about it. All you right. hear about is, you know, Europe. You hear about Druids, maybe. You hear about some other things, but you never really get to hear about the rich. Um, richness of Africa, and mm-hmm. that's what I want to bring forward. I want to bring forward um, a paranormal, a parano- no, there is a, there is a couple of authors out there, let me just say that, but I want to kind of add my 
mark it's to it. It's authors everywhere, Hunty. It's mm-hmm. authors everywhere. That's how people get draw, drawn into writing. But sometimes you just think you can do it a little bit better or, or bring it out a little bit mm-hmm. more. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, I, and I, I just wanted to, like, I know in the things that I've been reading, um, I just want to really talk more about Africa and there are so many champions there, you know what I mean, in African history, in African-American history that nobody hears about. You know what I mean? If you've read a book, like a paranormal book, have you ever heard of Hannibal being mentioned? No. <laughs> but this man was brave enough to hop on an elephant and cross the Alps. But you never hear about that in any of our writings. So that's what I want to do. I want to mix a, a bit of um, fantasy and mm-hmm. paranormal and history. And the, the the key is to make it inviting enough that people want to not only read the books but share the books. So that's that's my biggest goal for, say, 2017, is to finish it, to at least to put the short out first because it's going to be a short that goes out first to draw people in. And that's the biggest goal for me in 2017. Mm. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait to read your spin on it. But, you know, as I was listening to you um, talk, you know, I grew up and I used to love watching vampire and werewolf movies, but you never think of it as paranormal when you're doing it. Just like when Mm -hmm. I used to read um, Langston Hughes and and, and Slam and all that, you didn't think of it being urban fiction. So right. it's, it's it's interesting how they put these labels on things on 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 ways that we grew up watching. I love uh-huh. a good werewolf right. movie. Right. I just and I just want to see I just want to see know? more. I want to see more black heroes. And 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 and, and I don't care yeah. who you read if it's you know the the best vampire book or whatever. None of these people mm-hmm. are people of color. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. None of them look like mm-hmm. me. You know I just want to see us. In a different, you know what I mean? In a different light. Mhm. So true. Absolutely. You know, I went to an event last year, and um, an author spoke, but she spoke about how. Now she wrote romance, and mm-hmm. she wrote interracial romance, and her main characters are always a black male, and she's a she's a a white author. But mm-hmm. the one thing she said when she was shopping the book around is that they never want a positive male black figure in the book. They wow. they don't you have to they have to be like a drug dealer. They have to be a stereotypical type of right. character. Tell us how you feel mm-hmm. about that because as an author, doesn't that kind of limit your creativity? Um no. Um, it doesn't. Let me say it this way. It doesn't limit my creativity. I think mm-hmm. the the coin needs to be flipped. Um, if we, let's just say, and I'm speaking specifically about people of color, will open our minds and hearts up to read anything other than that, then they will start selling anything other than that. I either demand oh, is for oh. those types of books. So whatever the the demand is, is what they're going to supply. Exactly. So one of the things I like about um, the my pen sisters under creative pages is that for the most part we don't necessarily write about that genre. We I write about what I know, 
and I don't, I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could be creative and make it up, but you know, I just think that, and I'm, um, there's only so many plugs that you can write about. There's only, Uh-oh. there's only so many yes, stories you, you can tell. Stepped on some toes. I, I know, I know, I did. I know, I did. Don't say her and no I, and I some, You know what? <laughs> There's only so many stories you can write about because eventually those stories begin to sound the same. The characters mm-hmm. change, but the situations are pretty much the same. Now, granted, there are some there are some fantastic writers out there, but you know what I mean. There, I, I just there, if, like I said, if people would open their minds and hearts up to, you know what I mean, other situations, because there's more there's more to us as a people than just the drug scene. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know I mean? agree. But you know, the one thing I love about a street lit novel is that mm-hmm. it is a mashup of multiple genres. I love a universal pen. I'm a sucker for passion, but I mm-hmm. love an author that has a universal pen. That means that you can write multiple genres. Not you can actually mm-hmm. literally, literally write multiple genres in a street lit book in a romance book. You can you can write them and put them there, mash them up. People won't know what happened. They're getting introduced to different genres right then and there. You know, and that's the best thing about a street lit book because a, a author that writes well street that yeah. writes oh, yeah. good street lit. You, they give you oh, yeah. romance, they give you erotica. It's all right there, mashed up, and it's the drama. All of that is right there. So that's the best oh, yeah. part about it, I think, is the drama effect. People think it's the drug delicious. No, it's the way the author puts them together that people enjoy. But I do agree mm-hmm. that we got to write other stuff. You know, we have yeah, to I mean, and let's, see other let's be realistic. Uh, that we do. Right. Let's be realistic. There's nothing. And, and there are some, to your point, I've read some books, to use your word, with the universal pen, you know what I mean, that have that, they may have that small edge in there, but that's not the whole book. It's it's mm-hmm. so diverse that it just keeps you, it keeps your interest. Because I, for me, I just want to write about what strikes at the heart. So whether it's mental illness, whether it's, um, you know, a cheating husband, a cheating wife, um, family dynamics, those are something all of us have and all of us should be able you know if we if we're not ashamed to admit it on some level can relate to uh-huh. or or you know to talk about abuse you know what i mean because that that takes place in in green light just just to write something out there that put something out there that strikes a chord in someone and it may not uh-huh. be you know when you first pick up that book it may not be that fast you know what i mean set up and you know, things going on, but it's going to make you sit there and think. You know what I mean? I, I love to read a book that when I read it, I, I may have been trying to read through it and miss something important, and then I get to the core or the, the height of the book, and I may have to go back and, and flip through back in the pages and research. Exactly. I want a book that, you know what I mean? I love a book that makes me think. Right. Wondering, did you miss something? Did you read it too fast? So you always, right. I'm always find myself going back as well. And right. Great points. But um, we we have so enjoyed having you here in the chat room. And please, you know, this is your home. You're welcome back anytime. But I'm gonna ask you a quick fun question before you leave. Um, if you were a piece of 
fruit, a piece of succulent fruit. I'm going to throw that word in there. What would you be and why? Girl, I would be a pineapple. Oh. Because my exterior, my exterior now, walk, walk, walk this walk this road with me. My exterior <laughs> may be a little rough. But once you get to the heart, <laughs> I am sweet. I am succulent. You understand me? She is so fast. <laughs> that word in there for you, right? We can't wait to succulent. see you next weekend at the at the kickback. Make sure you drive. You got to make sure you stop by table eighty two. Come on over and say hi to the ladies and let's chat now. So we can I see sure you. will. I sure will. Oh, you ladies, once again. I appreciate you ladies more. Thank you so much for giving me this time to put my voice out there and, and my dogs as well, apparently. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> for this platform. So y'all be blessed, and I'll see y'all next weekend. Absolutely. Good evening. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Leash, I love that interview. Her spirit yes. just came through. Yes, she came in that way. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. I love to see I love authors like that. That's what sends me out to one click, honestly. As a reader, that'll send me to Amazon. Just it's just so, so just true. they hold passion cuz I'm like I listening to you talk, I know what your pen can do. So let me see, mm-hmm. you know, let me experience it. Um just walking mm-hmm. into an author's world is just when you step into their mind, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It helps you to appreciate not only them but what they do and the product that they bring with their pen. It's just awesome. Absolutely. This is another young lady. We have Miss Lady P is next in the chat room, and we met okay. her at the AANBC Awards two years ago, and I'm so super proud. I told her earlier I'm so super proud of her because she is making moves and writing her book and twerking that pen like nobody's business. <laughs> Hi. Hey, how are you? Hey. Hi, how are you? Hello? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us on this chat. <laughs> Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm sorry, no, I'm sitting on my airplane. So, so my dogs won't bark, but the, I live at Hartsfield, so the, the airplanes may go over, but let me know if you can hear me or not. Okay. That's okay. Now, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Okay. Um, my name is Miss Lady P. I'm 34 years old. Um, I was born and raised in Chicago, but now I'm currently residing in Atlanta. Um, I started writing about three years ago. I have 34 published books to date, and I'm signed to Sam Presents under the lovely Miss Shan. Hmm. You say you have 34 books out? Yes, 34 published books. They include um, uh, some collabs that I did with another um, great, two other great authors, um, Miss Lucinda John and um, Misha Mish. Mm-hmm. So um, oh. those those 34 books include collabs that I've done. Um, I'm one of those um, those urban fiction authors who write series. Um, I don't care to write standalones because I just have so much to talk about, and um, my characters they grow. So I like to. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with my work, but I have um, a series titled um, Thug Passion, and it's mm-hmm. a nine book. It's a nine book series, and the tenth book will be out. Mm, say about September. 
Um, I, I was pushing it. You know, <laughs> when I first started writing a series, I never imagined that it would go so far. I, I don't mm-hmm. right now, y'all. I'm not gonna even fake it or or, or lie about it. I was out of my mind. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, they they have all these kids and they have all these affairs and they get these sad chicks and it's just kids and it's just wife and you know. I don't know what I was thinking, but my fans, the readers, they love this series. Like I don't care mm-hmm. what I put out, they want to know where Kajari Thug Kenneth is. He is like wow. this baby. You know, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it's crazy. But I'm one of those authors mm-hmm. who has you know 34 books, but they're all like a part of a series. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you know, Lady Peep, some readers they they develop book booze. So it sounds like you have some uh, uh, serious book booze in your repertoire of readers there that demands oh, yeah. in the yup. <laughs> yes, they love you know um, thug. Um, they love Thug, they love Corleone, DeMonte, um, mm-hmm. they love Luck from the St. Pierre Boys. I mean, they, I, it's just, I, I literally have written all these books, and I can say maybe out of each one of my series, one or two of the guys, they love them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I mentor new authors, you know, I tell them, you know, like, that's who I tell them. You know, like, I was listening to the other girl who was talking, and, you know, this mm-hmm. three uh-huh. thing. It has come so far since when, when it was, you know, Wahida Clark and when it was, you know, you know, Laquan them back in the day during during the earlier right. times, you know. Like, right. urban fiction for Street Lit has changed tremendously. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it's like with, with each group age, everything changed because I couldn't wait for a Triple Crown book to come out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would wait, like, literally wait, and I was a big fan of Keisha Irvin, so I would read these books and oh, I'm going to write a book. And it's just like how I remember being wanted to be like those authors. Like, Wahida Clark, he's like one of my biggest inspirations, especially for my Thug Passion series, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking, I, 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 it's like I was inside of their books because I kind of like lived their life. And I, I grew up I grew up in, you know, the projects back in Chicago. You know, I grew up right. in government assisted. So it's like, you know, I, I I can talk about it because I can relate to it because I was actually living in that. You know, I lived in a place where I had to, you know, lay down on the floor because they're shooting. And then mm-hmm. once they were done, it was okay. And we just stood back up and sat back on the couch and kept on watching TV because it was normal for us growing up in mm-hmm. Chicago. You know, it's worse now. So I think, you know, um, just like she said, you know, she didn't, she doesn't really know of that genre because she she hasn't been around it. And I guess you know, mm-hmm. if I, I always tell new authors, if you're not, if you haven't been around it, you can't really relate or write about it. Exactly. I'm sorry, That's I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And um, it's kind of like I can relate to it. And then even mm-hmm. with um, I don't know if people you guys know, but each book that I write is a little piece of me inside of it. You know, like things mm-hmm. that I've been through with um, with maybe men or just life in general. So, like, a lot mm-hmm. of girls, they be like, you helped me get over my relationship with this, this couple. And that. so that's a lot of, like, my books, they're really, like, sought after because it deals with relationships and what we as women go through in the urban mm-hmm. black community. You know, sometimes we right. become a product, a product of our environment and we don't even know it. Uh-huh. That's so true. You know, we're comfortable with that. So, you know, I'll just be talking to y'all, so y'all going to have to ask me questions. 
that's the best part of an interview. No. Somebody that can talk and you give. See, because we don't have uh, questions that are already written. We get our questions oh, from the conversation that we have with the author. So when you talk, all mm-hmm. you do is just create different questions for us. You know, oh, and that's okay. the mm-hmm. best part about doing what we do. So you keep on doing that. There is nothing wrong with that. Oh, okay. Now, I want to go back to the 34 book thing. Okay. Now, where do you balance all of That's a lot of books to write in in a short amount of time. So where do you you how do you balance your time out? How do you find the time to get these books out plus take care of your family, do this, do that? How how do you balance everything? Cuz that's a lot. Well, when when I first started, when I first started writing, um I was just getting over a 13-year a relationship where um, the father of my children just decided to leave, and I wasn't working at the time. And I was just like, I'm going to write this book. And my mom then was like, girl, you ain't about to write no book. You're just writing a book because you got your feelings hurt, you know. And they just thinking I'm just mm-hmm. going through a phase. So I was sitting mm-hmm. and I would write. You know, I just would write until I couldn't. So I had all these books. That I had started, but you know, but never finished. So when I first really got into it, um, I was sneak. I used to, I used to, when I was at work, I had my own office, and I was sneaking and writing my books. I'm supposed to be working, but I'm writing books. That's probably why they laid me off. <laughs> so um, after that, and I lost my job. I was like, I'm gonna do this full time. So I was. My kids are older. My boys are. Well, they're now they're seventeen and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, for the year of 2015, I made a goal for myself, and I said that I will write one book a month for that year. So I wrote a book a month for that year, sometimes two a month, and it was just that I just put myself into it. I would, I would do nothing. I would, I literally shut down when I write a book. I mean, I can't, I, I can't clean up. I can't feed the kids. We ordering in. You know, and they're so much older now that they just go and do. But now, after three years, I'm so burnt out, y'all. I don't know if I'm coming or going. Um, the characters mm-hmm. be talking to me. I, I could be in public um, grocery shopping, and I'm talking. And I know these people like, this girl is talking to herself. But it's just my life is writing. So I literally do every everything um, revolves around writing. Um, like during the day, like a typical day now with me being out here in Atlanta and I'm new here, I don't know anything or really anyone besides my publisher, I'm majority in the house. So I'm just writing, 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 and now I'm a publisher, so I have to balance it. But it is so hard, you guys. Like, it's hard. I literally some days be like, I'm tired of this. I'm not doing this no more. They're like, please stop playing. You know this is what you love to do. You're going to keep writing these books. But I, be, I, I can literally say, you guys, I'm burnt out right now. After three years mm-hmm. and 34 books, I'm burnt out, but I'm not stopping. I'm, there's no end in sight. Mm, wow. This is Tony, uh, Lady P. And, um, you know, sometimes you, 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 you have so much on your plate that you don't have any room to, like, push anything to the side. And it sounds like, you know, that's that's part of the course of what our topic is tonight, that writer's block. Um, so have you ever... How much of a writer's block have you experienced if you have experienced any? I find myself with um, bad cases of writer's block when I'm doing a series that I push, that like maybe I should have stopped at part three, 
But I went on here because of readers. So it's like, no, you know, don't take them away. We love them. So I'm going to push a fold. But then I get writer's block because I had no more to talk about with these characters, but I'm doing it for the readers. So whenever uh-huh. I get a bad case of writer's block, I have to pull out some books. Baby, I go, I pull out me some classics. I'm going back to, you know, uh, Dirty Money by Ashley now, man. I'm going back to the cartels Uh-oh. and the product. You know, I think that all authors, when you have a writer's block, you go digging them crazy. Even if you don't want to read, if it's not somebody that's new that you like, go digging them crazy. I go get, you know, I'm going to tell y'all a book that does something to my soul and I can read it 50 million times. Keisha uh-huh. Irvin's Torn. It's called Torn. This book is like everything to me. <laughs> like I, I literally will read that book back and forth, back and forth. Um, you have to go inside. You got to dig deep, and you got to go back to like where writing started from, like with the street lit. Like you got to go back to like Lisa Santiago, Nikki Turner, like people like that. When you got a writer's block, you have to go back and mm-hmm. and, and check for them, them people who wanted you, who gave you that gusto to start, you know, to start writing. That's what I do. Right. Um, and I also I would recommend another good book series that that it helps with it helps with when you want to do uh, these book days and focus on these relationships. My publisher's uh-huh. book, um, Rosalind. Rosalind is a dope, 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 dope series when it comes down to to channeling a man and how you want your book day to be. I always recommend books that that that's a teaching book as well because it's going to teach you in real life. And it's going to teach you in this fantasy life. Because all us readers, we love that fantasy life. It takes us away from all those real things that's going on. Can't nobody tell me when I'm reading, I'm not that person. What's the name of it again? It's called Rosalind, and it's by Miss Shan. I think it was her first book series. Rosalind, yes. It's a seven-book series. It's like the dopest book ever. So I always recommend that to people. It's not for the faint-hearted, though, because... The main, the main male character, Tamar, he's something else. <laughs> so it's not for the faint heart. But I would recommend that. Mm-hmm. Like when you have writer's block, you know, writer's mm-hmm. block is nothing. And sometimes we create our own writer's block because we stretch. Oh, they're not going to like right. this book. Oh, I don't know what to do uh-huh. with this book. We have to put all of that to the side. Got to tell my authors all the time, you don't have room for discouragement. The moment that you're taken to be discouraged, you could be writing and pinning your next bestseller. You're only as good as your last book. The readers don't mm-hmm. care that you're tired. The readers don't care that you have writer's block. You have to go, go, go. And, you know, I know, like, we be needing time to ourselves, but it's like we delivering a service. We, You know, us urban fiction authors, you know, well, authors, period, especially when you have a fan base, we like the mailman. When people waiting on their check, they want it. <laughs> you know, like, that's how the readers is. They want that book. So it it be hard. Writer's block. I may get it. Um, ever so often, but not a lot. Not a lot. Mhm. Mm. Well, this um, I'm still stuck on this 34 books as well, and and the the many series that you have, and and being that you have so many series within a book, and and they want more and more and more. Typically, how long? Are, how many pages are in your book? I mean, how long are they? They will be anywhere. Like some of my books can be anywhere from fifty thousand words to eighty k words. Um, mm. I, I be trying to go go longer with writing books, like have longer books. But I found that when you try to stretch your word count to make it a bigger book, mm-hmm. 
sometimes, uh-huh. not all artists, because some artists can do that with like like, and it'd be amazing. I find that you're pushing it, and then you're gonna right. get a review uh-huh. that says this book dragged on. I am so tired of this book. I had to skip pages. I'm one of those artists. I like to get down to it. See, I'm not going to have you mm-hmm. reading about no couple that don't have sex and don't do what they got to do up until Chapter 20. They're going to meet in right. Chapter 1. They're going to do what they got to do by 4 or 5. By 6 or 7, they beat them. Like, I have you to, we have to get this going. <laughs> you, know, I have to, you know, I have to keep this book going. I don't like a boring mm-hmm. book because I'm a reader myself. When I'm, when I'm writing, I think of myself as a reader. Would I want to read this book? Okay. So I did learn that when I first started writing, I had to learn that I had to slow my story down. The great Jackie Chanel told me. She put, she was my first editor. I used to want to crab when I got my edit back from Jackie. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's ripping my book apart. Like, I don't want to do this. But now, 34 books later, she was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and she was also my first publisher with Shan. Uh-huh. She was like the best thing that could have ever happened to me. I think all new authors need Jackie Chanel. Seriously, she's taught me so much, but I used to want to cry. Oh, my God, I wanted to cry. I had to call her on the phone. What did I do wrong, you know? <laughs> but it's, 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 she, was, she was really, really dope, and she, she helped me. But I'm just one of those authors. I'm not, I can't drag a book out. I'm, I just mm-hmm. want to get it over with, you know. So I'll take it when they say, this book was so short, I wish they would have had more. I would rather you give me a very review about it being short and sweet and good, then you're giving me mm-hmm. a bad review about it being long and boring. Right. Uh-oh. Especially when there's so many, you know, books in a series. I mean, sometimes you have to say, okay, this this series has ended, you know, because like you said, you, you, you kind of run out of, of what to write, and you don't want to just be writing to be writing. Yes, I said going forward, I'm not going to do that anymore because, I find myself taking longer, and I can't start on anything new. Like right now, I think I have four follow-up books that they're waiting for. And my readers, Mm -hmm. are they're killing me about this. And I just want to write new stuff. Like I'm one of those authors, I I grow grow out of my characters. Once they're done, they're done. Right. I talk about them no more. I don't go back to them. But one thing the readers do love about my books, all of my characters intertwine. So you may see... Some of my book babes, the boy, the guys, are they all gangsters? Mm-hmm. So they all have to meet up and, and 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 handle things in the streets. I'm sorry, y'all. Gonna, I'm one of those authors. Like I'm, I'm like very animated. Like I'm, you know, like street and talk. Like I would tell anybody I love stuff. That's how I can write about them. And these gangsters and these, you know. And um, I will say this: since becoming when I first became a writer, that was all I wanted to write about. But. Mm-hmm. Ivy Simone, I read one of her books, um, and it showed me that you don't have to write a book and have um, shootouts and drug cartels for it not to be a good book. This lady uh-huh. is amazing with her pen. And I said I want to, every time I'm, I'm writing, I was like, I just want to channel my inner Ivy Simone and step away from the whole game thing, the, the, the whole cartel thing. Because my books are mainly right. about cartels and, you know, the women who they fall in love with and mobsters, you know. And I just, I just, it's just, it's hard for me to not write that because, like, I grew up with that. I grew up around it. And it's easier for me to write. But I do want to mm-hmm. break out into other things. You know, I do want to write a black woman, white man, you know. 
Um, I just see Tommy off power, and I, I, I envision him being great as a character, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I just I, I want to step into other things, but I do want to want to try and do something outside of what I'm used outside of what I'm used to writing. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm one of those people who be like my readers don't cuss me out if they don't see no gang banging up in here. But I don't want to be, you know, after 34 books, I don't want to be put into a box. I want to spread my wings right. and I want to do more. And I want to show that I'm, I can do more, you know. So I was listening to the, the other authors, you know, and she was, she was right. You know, you have to spread your wings. You have to show that you're more than just a street lit author and you're more than just this, you know. You definitely want to do that. So I feel like after all these years of, not all these years, but, you know, in these years I've strictly stuck to urban fiction, and I do want to put my hands off into something else. I, I want to try that mm-hmm. black woman right man, and I definitely mm-hmm. want to write a book. Well, actually, I have a book that's coming out. Um, it's titled MVP, His uh-huh. Most Valuable Player. His Most Valuable Player. Okay. Um, so... I'm, I'm stepping into a new zone with that book, so I'm still working on it and figuring out what I want to do, but I have the cover and everything for it, so I'm going to step outside the box, and that will be my first standalone, so I'm trying to do things differently. You know, they always say, you need to do a standalone. Okay, I'm going to give you all a standalone, and I'm going to try to make it as lengthy as I can, you know, but, <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to step outside the box. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, how did you connect with uh, Sham Presents? Well, when I first started writing, I was actually a groupie. <laughs> I was a groupie, um, and I used to I used to read well Rosalind, the book Rosalind that I recommended. That was the mm-hmm. book. I was like, I have to message this this author. I love this book, and I messaged her, and I was like, I love your book. I'm a big fan of your work, and you know, I just wanted to tell you that um, I am writing a book, and you know, I'm not so sure about it. And she was like, Well, you know, I'm starting my first publisher company, and you can submit to it. So I submitted to it, and that's when it was Black Star Productions. So she had Black Star Productions with Jackie Chanel. Her and Jackie Chanel had that company. That was the first company I was ever signed to with her. And she sent it back to me and she was like, I know I see potential in this book. I'm gonna send it back to you and I want you to revamp it and I want you to change the title. So we re I revamped it, I did the the book all over and I sent it back and she signed me. So I just I went from uh-huh. being a groupie to, you know, being signed to her. So then when she when Black Star Productions ended, it became Sham Presents. And I just follow her over there. And I've been with her ever since. I don't even think about other publishers. That's how much I love my publisher. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's rare these days. And it's great when, you be, when you're able to find someone and you're that comfortable that you go where they go, you know, because you oh, yeah. know how they operate. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. I get it. And I get a lot of questions all the time. It's like, you know, why you don't want to go independent? You could be independent. You're so successful. You could get, you know, have all your money and all of that. And I simply say the same thing I've always said. One, I'm not ready yet. I'm not done learning. I have so much more to learn. Um, my publisher, she's not only just a, 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 she's not only just a publisher. She's a teacher. She actually teaches us. You know, like I, she gave. I have my company through her. You know, it's because of her. Mm-hmm. I have a publishing company, and she's helping me, and I'm learning publishing. Publishing is not easy. Publishing is not easy at all. It takes thick skin, and it takes dedication.
publication, and I used to always just, you know, think that it was easy for her. But now that I'm a publisher, I know that it's not. And I'm always calling her, well, how do I do this and what should I do with this? So I just feel like I'm not at a point where I can just say I don't want to be with my, I don't want to be under a publisher anymore. Plus, I have a loyalty thing with her. She's like, and we're more than that. We're friends. We vacation together and everything. But, you know, we're the type of friends that we know that business is business and personal is personal. And that's why we're able to get along so good because we know how to deal with each other. We know how to work. We have to, uh, we're business-minded. So that's another reason. I just love Shan. Like, I, I don't see myself leaving anytime soon. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, this is the thing. It's so many authors that are great friends with their publishers. And I think that when you become, first of all, an author, in my opinion, don't send me no emails, y'all, because what I'm about to say, an author goes to a publisher when they need somebody to invest, either financially or, or more than financially. So that's an investment. Her pouring into you, teaching you the industry, teaching you how to do things, teaching you how to move, that's part of her investment. Because mm-hmm. when you do good, it reflects on her. She doesn't have to tell nobody what she did, just the fact of the, that you are doing well. It reflects on her because it shows that you are learning. You know, you're not just yeah. out here just doing whatever. You know, some authors just want to write. But it takes more to being an author than just writing a book. You know, you become a business, and you have to learn the industry, and you have to learn to move like that. Everybody learns the industry differently. Some learn it from um, trial and error. But some have those real rooted people that know the industry and that share their knowledge with them. Exactly. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yes, that's, that's definitely true. I'm still learning. <laughs> And like Jessica Watkins, um, she get she get mad at me when I be like, "Girl, I'm a new author." She's like, "Two years, not no new author." <laughs> I'm like, I'm I guess she figured thirty four books. Right, you said thirty four books. You ain't no new author. What you talking about? <laughs> right, I always say that. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, when you sat down, I want to take you back just a little bit. When you sat down and you decided um, to write, so I know that, you know, you have broken up and you said, I'm about to write a book. And But when you actually sat down to get serious about what you was doing, what book were you in? Were you in, like, your second book, your third book? What was the point in your life where you like, this is some seriousness, I got to, I got to get it? together because this is serious right here what 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 was that point what book were you writing when you realized that you needed to do a lot more than just write a book it was my I would have to say it would be in my third passion book and that was my third book because my first two my first book was titled living for love down for loyalty um and it didn't, it, it, you know, for it didn't do good. It, it, it didn't, right, it didn't do good. You know what I'm saying? It didn't do good. So I was, like, a little discouraged. And, you know, Sham was like, you know, you have to keep going. You can't get discouraged and not want to do it. So then, I, you know, I wrote book two. Book two did a little bit better. Then she was like, okay, so see, this is what you have to do. You have to write a book that's going to put you on the map. You have to write something so they can notice you. So I'm like, I'm about to write this book. But when I was sitting and I, I was, Thug Passion 
that part one literally had seven different beginnings because I didn't know which one I wanted to do. So I'm like, I'm going to just stick with this one. And that book went number one. And each book after went number one. Uh I didn't know the power in my pen as I wrote that. Because then I was still writing on my hand and then typing it. Um, And I just didn't know. I didn't know that it would be so dope. I didn't know that everybody would love it. And it was like, I wrote, I said, who, I got another one? I can write another one book? Okay, I got one number one. Let me see how many more number ones I can get. So I, it was mm-hmm. it, I, it was off to the races, and I didn't stop. And each time, like with me, my characters grow. So like Thug, when in part one, he, he met his wife. Now we at book 10. They, they are grandparents. Their kids have grown up. They have taken over the empire, and now they're going through relationships with their wives. They're going to jail. They're dealing with the system. So, yes, my book, they, it's, it's in, we on book 10, and they've grown. Their family has grown tremendously. So, yes, I love that series, but I'm tired of them. <laughs> but, yes, they all went number one. <laughs> she said, yeah, this wow. is much right now. We, we, we're we going to stop doing those right now. So there's nothing wrong with that. I thought they loved that. You know, then the next one that's coming up is um, that's the third part, the where the final part to the series is titled "Boss Ladies and the Thugs Who Love Them." So that's coming next. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, don't nobody mm-hmm. take my title. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but, now. Yeah, I love it when authors come on Let's Chat because T always has fun questions for them. So I'm excited to see what she has for you. Um, okay. <laughs> on today, what you got, see What you got cooking in your creative kitchen? Three, four. Tea? Number that probably needs to oh, be played. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I keep going in and out, but um, we have so enjoyed having you here on, on Let's Chat, Lady T. And I want to ask you because you have so much going on. But if you were a su- superhero. What would your special power be? Because it can't be writing because you already got that down packed. <laughs> oh, who could I be? I don't know. I guess I would be Wonder Woman. You know, I think yeah, I would have to be Wonder Woman. Um, she, you know, Wonder Woman, she get it done. You know, no matter what, she get it done. She have things on these airplanes. I'm sorry, y'all. You know, I um. I just want a cake. I think I, I would have to be all the superheroes. Come to think about it, because they all have different. I, I, they all have different things that they do. So I would have to be all the superheroes, because I need each one of them for a different thing that I get going on in my life. I have to be all the superheroes, because just being Wonder Woman ain't enough for me. <laughs> she said I got to have more. I, be, I believe you too. I, I can see you doing that. No, I'm not just Wonder Woman. I'm all woman. <laughs> Woman of many talents. Yeah, I have to be all the lady superheroes. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you so much. Please shout out your social media handles and anything uh, or the many things you have new that are coming out so our listening audience can be aware of it. <laughs> Definitely. You, oh, you want me to shout it out now? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I um, I have Married to the Mob 4 coming out later this month and I have Bittersweet, A Forbidden Love Affair coming out which is my first collab with one of my authors, my um, male author chief 
who signed to me. So those are the two things that I have coming out this month. Um, next month on my birthday, August 19th, I'll be releasing the highly anticipated finale of my series, King and I, A Royal Love Affair. So that's mm-hmm. about it for now. Oh, wait, and my, wait, let me say this. My author, Shanae, she's been sitting at number one for Wishing He Was My Savage. And her part two will be dropping tomorrow. So check out Shanae, y'all. She, she's new and she's beating them charts up. Mm. Well, congratulations. Like Thank mm. you guys mm. so much for having me. You are so welcome. We and you're welcome you. back anytime. <laughs> Thank and you. you so bring much. your office with you. Oh, I definitely will. You guys just let me know and I'll I'll have them come. Okay. Sounds okay. like a plan. Well, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. And you're going to be at the kickback next Saturday, aren't you? Yeah, you got to yes, shut the I table out for the kickback. Yeah, oh, let everyone I know where you're going to be. Because, wait a minute, what is my number? Oh, jeez, <laughs> oh, no. you lost the number to the table. You know what, I know. I think you know, I'm going to need that for something. This is crazy. I think I'm table 52, if I'm not mistaken. I know I'm either 52 or 53. Okay. I'm somewhere in the 50s <laughs> right there. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, my man is bad, I'm telling y'all. Yes, I know I'll be in 50 somewhere. So what number are you guys so I can come see you? We are eight, number 82. 82, okay. I'll make sure to make it on back there to see y'all. <laughs> okay, absolutely, we look forward absolutely. to seeing you again. All righty, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, her energy is so awesome. Even just when you talk to her in person, she is Mm -hmm. just really, really, I mean, she's the same way. I didn't know she had 34 books two years ago when I talked to her. Mm -hmm. But I could feel it was just something. She was really passionate about everything she did. That was the best mm-hmm. part about meeting her for the first time, and two years later she's doing such an awesome job. So shout-out to her and her team, Shan Presents. Mm-hmm. We appreciate publishers like that that are pouring into their authors. You know, a lot of times publishers, again, they're the investors. You're investing into someone's pen, but when you invest your money and and as well as you're um, educating them, and pouring mm-hmm. out the things that you know into them so that they can be better. That's awesome. Right. That is so awesome. We got our next two great fabulous ladies coming in here. Lady okay. D. Moore. No, I'm saying Lady D. <laughs> Let that Moore. I'm going to have to ask her because, you know, I will tear her name up. Mm, make sure I'm saying that right. <laughs> okay. And E-Love. These authors will be coming in here. This team is so awesome. Um, We had Miranda Mm -hmm. Jay on earlier. She is awesome. Check our archives out because we had some more of that team on. Uh, We had them on a couple of weeks ago. These ladies are so awesome. So I'm excited that they are here in the chat room coming to kick it with us. Okay. Um, I'm getting their numbers, 804. If they're ready, they can press their one and bring them on in. And eight three two five. 
You go first, Hello. Go first. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, about me, there's nothing about me. <laughs> uh, what do y'all want to know? Like where I'm from, or like, I mean, what parts? I don't want to reveal too much. So, what parts do y'all want? You got to <laughs> reveal stuff. This is the thing. Well, authors don't have that word of mouth. You're and, and a reader can't experience your passion from your pen. You, your personality becomes your word of mouth. It becomes what you show the readers. So you got to talk that talk. Tell us about yourself. What got you into writing? Tell us about your work. Well, you for me, show, show us your passion. <laughs> writing has always been an outlet for me, as far as just putting me on paper, how I feel. But it's crazy because when I first started writing, everything I wrote stemmed from erotica because I used to steal my uncle's erotica books and read them. So that was like some of the first stuff that I ever read. So that was. She was stealing porn, so, y'all. <laughs> I was, yes. <laughs> he used to have a book laying around, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. So when I first started writing, other than my personal feelings, it was erotica, but I never really did anything with it. I like to do it mm-hmm. in my spare time, you know. So lately here, I'm like, you know, and then I was like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I can take my reading to a different level other than that and see if I can actually write a standalone novel and see where it takes me. And that's what I did with Let Me Be, where the story came from. I can't even really tell you. It wasn't from personal experience. It was just what was in my head, and it came out on paper. I wrote my story by hand <laughs> so many times, and then I was like, until I, I finally had something, that I was like, okay, well, you know, um, I'm in some reading groups with Ivy Simone. I love her work. And so... She was like, you know, we have this publishing company now. Maybe you should. at first I was terrified. I was like eh, nervous to put myself out there like that. But then I submitted mm-hmm. it. So, you know, we had to clean it up a little bit, revamp it, do some things to it to make it work. But then I think what I put out is, is you know, it's, it's, it's book worthy <laughs> You know what I'm saying And I hope that people actually go in there and read it You know like I said it's, it's just a story It's not anybody's personal story that I know It's just something that just came out And It is what it is Hopefully you know People will read it And like it and You know what I'm saying It's my first one This is my baby So you know what I'm saying? I can only grow from here, from this point. But and speaking of growth, did you learn anything about yourself as as you was putting out your first baby? Yes. It's just like a pregnancy. It's hard as hell. You know, it's like you have your good days, 
And he had you bad days. Hard as hell. Where you just like, get it up out of me. I'm done with it. It's yours. Like, stop sending it back to me. I don't, Let you me know. tell y'all about it. Let me tell y'all about it. Was it. Like, it was just like, oh my God, this is it's just like being pregnant. Like, you go through all the emotions. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had, you had happy at first and then you become miserable and then you get you know a little bit excited when it's getting to the date and you get nervous and then you know when it comes out you're like is this gonna be an ugly baby or a pretty baby i don't know you know so <laughs> hopefully <laughs> whenever it comes baby, out right you know yeah so you said long as out. god bless me bless me with <laughs> Five, ten, five fingers and, and, and but ten fingers yeah. and ten toes. I guess I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, it's my baby. Maybe, you know, I mean, I I would read it if it wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something that I think that a lot of people can relate to, or you know, somebody in that situation is very relatable. It's you know, I don't know where the craziness came from that I wrote in the book because mm-hmm. it's like he's a very abusive and I've never been through that but that's just what came out of me. You know what I'm saying? It was like she had to go through hell just to get, you know, to heaven pretty much. You know what I'm saying? She had to dance with the devil before she really got her happy ending. And so I don't know where it came out. But I you know like I said, it's it's nobody's story in particular, but you know I think it's still a very that means that she's story. still in somebody's tea and she just don't want to say it. So I'm about to ask how many phone calls did you get? How no, many no, that, that would be my next girl, book. I know this was your 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 passion, and I'm trying to support you, but page 82 sounds real familiar. <laughs> how many calls did you get? I I haven't gotten any. I think nobody wants to own up to those. You know what I'm saying? So nobody wants to say, girl, you wrote about it. You know, like who wants to be like, oh my god? <laughs> you know, but she like the lady in yeah. the help with Miss Minnie's pie. <laughs> they, they like the lady in the help with Miss Minnie's pie. Ain't nobody gonna say they ate that pie. I don't know what she's talking about. Sound like I remember her. Uh, she just be very creative. <laughs> Like, where you get that from? That is crazy, you know. But I think my next one, somebody might see some um, some similarities to their life in it. But hey, you know, you got to draw. It's all. What's the word I'm looking for? Inspiration (laughs) from places, and then. You know, when you write certain characters, you're like, okay, I know somebody who does this, exactly how I'm putting mm-hmm. this, so I'm going to use their story in my story. Will they get it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, we're going to see, because I, I might get some calls. But like I say, nobody wants so it'll probably be a call where, girl, who was you talking about? That just seems so familiar. <laughs> uh-huh. Girl, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> That was familiar? I might have got it off something on TV, girl. I don't know. You know, something. (laughs) One of these crazy people, you know, inspiration. Y'all better get it together. I'm going to start writing about everybody's lives. I ain't lying. Uh oh. (laughs) He said, I'm telling you nothing because I'm spilling tea. I'm spilling tea and changing your name. I'm spilling it. You're going to be like, wait a minute. 
Oh, yeah. I got a couple of them that I'm, I'm inspired by. And I'm like, you know, I want to write y'all story. Y'all just don't know I want to write y'all story. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> See if I can't get me a bestseller out of somebody else's life. See how that goes. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. And Lady E, I'm sorry, E Love, tell us a little bit yes, about ma'am. yourself and your work. Well, I'm not as exciting as Miss Miss Moore is. Um, I've been writing. <laughs> I've been writing for a while, and I wrote um, Impulse, the CEO's obsession. But when I decided to write that book, it was because I wanted to see. Uh, I wanted to see people of color put in a position of power, and not necessarily just okay. drug dealers, but you know, on a corporate level and taking over and taking our place in society. So uh-huh. um, I wrote this story about a sexy black man who knows Ooh. how to stand his own and finds this woman that he can't live without, and he took it on. So it was, you know, it's a story that came from a very special place because I worked, at the time I was working overnight. And mm-hmm. I had nothing but time on my hands but to write. <laughs> so I got the opportunity to just pour pour into this story with this mindset and this idea of what if. What if we had the opportunity to buy a cell phone company? What would that be like? And what would it take to get there? And so the this whole story started to blossom and yeah. I got Mm. I got an alpha male. Sounds interesting. Okay. And the name of it is Impulse. You got a book going and making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called Impulse, the CEO's obsession. I mean, it starts out as though, you know, just a, a regular corporate story, but there's a lot of layers to it, and there's a lot of mix of it, and you still go see some street, and you'll see some erotica, and you, you see the educated people mixing with those who – didn't even finish high school, and it's interesting. Girl, that's exciting. What are you talking about? You starting off, you're not as excited. Now I'm like, I'm on Amazon. I can't yeah, even. Trying to, trying to take I, I can't off your find head. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called impulse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> we love it, though. Now, our topic today, ladies, is excuses don't write books. Writers block. Now, writer's block is serious, but it's, it has many different elements to it. Sometimes it's just not being blocked from the story itself. Sometimes it's indecisiveness, um, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing which direction. You know, you got two characters, one going to go to the left, one want to go to the right, and that stops your pen. So writer's block is anything that stops your pen from moving. So when you guys have those instances, what do you ladies do um, to make sure that you continue your flow? Oh, uh, I just, I step away from it for a while. Like, if I'm mm-hmm. not really feeling it, I'll just uh-huh. kind of just stop and just, you know, sleep on it and then see what, what comes about the next day. I don't try to rush it. It's like, with this story, it kind of just flowed for me. I don't know why. You know, like certain characters, they just came natural. Um, I have a character in my book uh, named Aston. And anybody who reads it who knows me, they're like, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's you all day long. So his his dialogue came natural to me because it, it just seems like it's me on paper. 
But, you know, mm-hmm. other ones, it was kind of like I didn't know how to, because like I say, she's the victim of domestic violence. So I didn't really know how to put that on paper because, like I said, that isn't my story. So I don't know how you're supposed to ask or re-ask, you know, because with my right, you know, I'm bucking regardless, you know, but it's like, no, you can't be that way. You have to calm down. So with that, I had to step away from it and just, you know, take a couple of breaths and then get back into it. Yeah, I'm I'm not much different. Um, for me, I have to clear my mind of everything. Usually when I get writer's block, it's because I'm dealing with a lot of other I have a really demanding job. My day job, I'm a nurse, and I work in a really demanding area. So I have to clear my mind of all professional things. I have to clear my mind of all personal things and just be free. And once I get into that space of freedom or openness, it will come back. But if I'm worried about what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or what happened earlier that day or could I have saved, saved someone's life differently, then I will. I always get blocked. I can't sit down and and talk about nobody's love affair and how they got it in. I can't do none of that. So once I clear my mind and get it off my chest, sometimes I have to talk it out. But a lot of the times, if I can just clear my mind of all of the the clutter that gets in there, then my characters will start running their mouths again, and I can get back to writing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you awesome. like listen to music? Do you have certain rituals that kind of help you along the way? Well, <laughs> I listen to trap music. <laughs> I blast trap music, and my kids are looking at me. And my oldest daughter's eighteen, and so she said, "Mom, nobody believes you listen to trap music." And I do. I listen to trap music. It's loud. I know all the words. They get mad at me, but oh well, it is what it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's wow. too long, right? <laughs> how about how about Ela? What do you listen to? Oh, that was that me was talking Ela. about jazz oh, music. That was you. Okay, all right. I was so concerned. I'm over here. I'm over here. R and B C over there getting drunk in the club. You know, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Braxton over here, Fantasia. She over here with two chains and (laughs) working to the left. Exactly. I was working to the left. I was working to the right. It worked for me. Over there on her hood ish. I was like, okay, I did it. That's from this. That would be too. healing. Um, I've been a nurse for quite a few years and this field is my life. You know, I've done every level of nursing from pediatrics to ICU. I've done geriatrics. Um, I've seen people who shouldn't have lived 
walk out of walk out of a hospital, and I've seen people who I thought could make it pass on. So um, it takes a lot of my energy, and that's one of the things I love to do. But you know, writing is my second love. Well, I think it's really my first love because it started earlier, way before I started thinking about nursing, and it makes it it makes everything easier to deal with and makes everything all right if I can go into my own self. But when I have to be mm-hmm. present with the rest of the world, then it's nursing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to go next after that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm the normal, like, you know, hey. <laughs> Family, <laughs> well, trying to leave a legacy for my family. She out here saving lives and stuff, making me look out mediocre and stuff. Thank you very much. No, never that. that, never that, never that. You'll never be well, mediocre. She out here with her superwoman cape on, like, girl, I'm up here saving lives and all that. What you doing? Oh, oh, I just baked the casserole, girl. <laughs> You know, I just fed my kids. They good, but yeah. <laughs> That's some funny stuff, look at. That's some funny stuff. And I'm gonna piggyback off of that with um, with E Love. You know, you say you you have some passion for nursing. Now, have you ever? Inc- well, I know you've written one book, but did you incorporate any of those skills that you've learned in that book, Impulse? Um. You'll see it more in my second book near the end of the se- okay. well. I don't want to give too much away, which is coming out okay. soon. It's called Love Survives. Um, in that second book, you see where my my knowledge of med- of the medical field comes into play. But um, okay. it's it's a little it's touched on at the end of Impulse One. You'll see a little bit of it, and you're like. Well, how does that work? And so you're asking questions, but, you know, you have to wait and mm-hmm. see where I take mm-hmm. it from there. But I do add some of my knowledge, my skill base and my knowledge to it. I just didn't want to write about nursing because that's a whole drama in itself. And I probably should write a book about what nurses do and how we act and what goes on in, in, in the hospital or in any of these facilities that you go to, you'll see all kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and the drama is real. But mm-hmm. I, I just want—I like to write about other things when I'm putting my pen to paper. But you'll see mm-hmm. some of and it, re- and it's usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The re- the reason I asked is because the, on the cover it looks like it's a symbol of a heartbeat, you know, with yeah. uh, with on impulse. So I just was wondering if it had any type of you know, little 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 taste of, of that medical knowledge in it because I love the cover. I really do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well you gotta read it to find out what that heartbeat is looking like. Why is that there? Well you know we want we we Hello? Sorry, y'all. Tease, uh, Mike goes in and out. She has some technical difficulties, but that's okay. You know, we we always want to click here. You know, that's why we do what we do here on Let's Chat. You know, I love to feel an author's passion when I'm reading their books. So being able to experience that passion is the ultimate when we sit down and talk. And so that's why we have a free platform because you know when authors start off, sometimes they don't have it. But you got to get yourself out there. You don't have that word of mouth 
um, your personality becomes that. So we allow authors to come on and just feed us as readers. And we will one-click in a minute. I was just talking about it earlier in the show that, you know, I think I got a book addiction. <laughs> I know I, I don't do. think. Every I know you I do. Event, I know you do, girl. Every time I go to an event, I have to literally purchase another bag just to get home. Why? Because I got books. I just like to support people. I think that's what it is. I'm addicted to supporting people, but I think I got, I just got a book addiction. I don't know. I'm going to have to, to seek some assistance with that. I know well Books are us. But, yeah. Hey, you feed in your mind. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it can get addicting, though, because it, it, I used to read and I would be up all night long. Like, I got to finish this book. Like, I got to do it. That was like the only thing I wanted to do in my free time was read. You yep. know? Uh-huh. But uh-huh. It, it's just like, now nah, I don't even read no more. After writing the story, I'm just like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't even want to read my own story no more. Like, I got tired of seeing the words on the paper. I'm like, oh, Lord, I've seen this so many times. I can't even read it. But I still read. I'm not going to lie. Like, but I don't even want to read my own stuff. But I'll read everybody else's. (laughs) (laughs) Now I want to ask you ladies, though, when did you fall in love with books? When did you fall in love with the, 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 the book itself? Um, with my book or with just reading books, period? The whole experience. You know, when you read a book, it's a different experience to when you create a book. That's like falling in love with the process of putting it together and just, it's just something that seeps through. When did you notice that, okay, I think I might want to try this? Oh, well, it would have, this is E-Love. I started, it goes all the way back to the first time I read Mama by Terry McMillan. My sister gave me the book. I had to be about maybe 14. She gave me the book because I was getting on her nerves. I used to take, like, fake pictures <laughs> in the mirror, and I was just sitting there, and she was like, just go just go read the book. That's before we had cell phones and stuff, so now I'm telling my age. And I read this book. And I was just kind of like, oh, wow, like this story is deep. And so then she gave me Donald Goins, and that was it. It was over. I was done. Reading was my passion at the time. All she had to do was, if she wanted me to babysit, give me a book. And that's all she had to pay me with was a new book. And that, so that's where I fell in love with the whole art form because I've read some really bad books. <laughs> well, I've read a couple of pages of some really bad books, but you know, you learn what what your flavor is, and you know, just like you know, I have some favorite authors, Alice Rice, um, uh, oh, uh, Zora Neale Hurston. We have um, California. Oh, what's her name? Jake California Cooper. That was you know. Writers that really took you into a place and made you really experience everything that was going on in their story, and so it made me like really, like I had so many books at one point that my parents sold my books, and then I I replenished my whole library, 
and my husband made, got rid of my books, and so yeah, we had a hard time that year. But you know, I love reading. I love love reading. Mhm. Yeah.
what would it be and why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to know me? She a little bit nasty. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I have to be his underwear, honey, because I need to yes. hold it and, and and caress it and keep oh. it close all day long. So oh, she said right now. Clean. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> That's it. Well, all right, that's enough, ain't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't need to go no more details. <laughs> I know, right? And from from Miss Ledette, if you were an exotic animal, what would you be and why? An exotic animal. I would probably be one of those birds that talk a lot because I just like to talk. So, yeah, we'll just go with a that. Bird. I want to be a bird so I can fly around and then I get to shit on people. Oh, I can't say that. I'm, wait, can I say that? No. Y'all you can say like anything you want. It's internet radio, okay. honey. Relax. Put your feet up. Put your little fluffy slippers on. Sip your little red okay. cup. We don't discriminate about what's in the red cup. <laughs> yes, I'm going around catching catching all the tea so I can come back and tell it. You know. Oh, yeah, mama. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you don't even know I'm there. I'm just there soaking it all in. Yes, I'm the bird on the wall, <laughs> just taking it all in. Like, mm. <laughs> she ending this interview on a bang leash, literally. <laughs> Yes, that's me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. And, ladies, please shout out your social media handles so our listening audience can follow you and anything new that you may have coming up so they can be aware of that as well. Let's start with Miss E-Love. I love that well, name. <laughs> well, thank you. You can follow me on my Facebook page, E-Love or Imuna Love, which is the longer version, but never mind. Um <laughs> I have a new a new piece coming out called Love Survive. Is it should be out within the next month or so. So look forward mm-hmm. to it. It's just a, it's it's a portion of the impulse series, but I had to stop and tell the story so that you understand what happens in impulse too. So those of you who follow and who have read it, I appreciate you, ladies. Thank you for having me. It's been a blessing, and I hope that y'all continue with your great success. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you for that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate both you ladies for coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. You know that you are always welcome anytime. And Mrs. Oh, Dexter, right. your social media handle? Um, I have uh, my regular name, Yolanda Moore, is my Facebook. I also have Ledette Moore, also on Facebook. And Miss Precious on Instagram. It's M Z. P R E S H A U S is spelled different. Yes. <laughs> um, and I got. Uh, what do I have coming out next? I'm supposed to be having the grass. Uh, the grass ain't greener, but they they ain't been flowing for me lately. So we're gonna see. It, it's either gonna be that or possibly something else if it's approved. Um, 
But yeah, but right now, just uh, let me be is out. My baby, I have to check it out. Tell me what y'all mm-hmm. think. Hit me up on social media. <laughs> let me know how y'all feeling and who y'all want to slap in the book. I heard it's a couple of characters that need to be smacked. So <laughs> oh, let me know right how y'all now. feel. <laughs> so, but that's it. All but right. thank y'all for having me. I really enjoyed it. It was fun, and I hope we can do it again. Absolutely. Thanks, ladies, for joining us. We so enjoyed having you here in the chat room. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. (laughs) Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. (laughs) Okay. Good night. This is like a big old ladies' night. (laughs) This is like a big old ladies' night. I love it. I love when we have all the females in here. We love our males, too, because we get to have a good time. But females is more like a bonded, and we get to talk that talk and have just a good time and sisterhood. And we have some fabulous guests on today. If you missed any of our interviews on today, no worries if you tuned in later or you tuned in earlier and you didn't finish listening. Just go back to our archives here on blogtalk.com or on iTunes and just listen to the full Show. We appreciate you guys. We won't be having a show next week because of the Atlanta kickback. We'll be getting ready for that, but we will follow through that next week after. We got a fabulous show on the 27th. We got retired NBA star Theo Radcliffe is going to be kicking it with us, (laughs) as well as Sister Chick and Peter. Max, Sister Chick is a vlogger, so she's going to be coming to kick it in the chat room with us. Peter Mack is going to kick it in the chat room with us, so we're excited about that. We appreciate you guys, and we will see you guys in two weeks. And if you're coming to the kickback, make sure that you stop at table 82 and come kick it with your girls for a minute. Absolutely. Good night, everybody, and have a great weekend. And read a good book. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's let's get some of this. Um, shout out to Sharif Jadon, y'all. He has relationship which is relationship which is available uh, on Audible. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna play a little winning with that uh, fabulous okay. Blue Marley and Keith Robinson. They're both friends to the show. We appreciate them for always thinking of us when they make their music and send us their music. Shout out to Bird School Records, Team Furnace. Got dreams on a sunny day. Six rings like MJ.
joke. Don't need no mistletoe to give you kisses. Ah. Flashing, I be like that girl, you blowing up. I saw you skating on, no need them hating on you. Louis, I'm lacing on you, nothing is basic on you. Smile on your face, made me say, girl, you so beautiful. What I got in that safe, that's only for me and you to know.